Hi everyone, this is Erin with Erin Spiritual Cafe, and today I have a very special guest. Her name is Psychic Lauren. I found her on YouTube, and then I have, you know, found her on Instagram, and I finally reached out to her, and she said yes, she would do my podcast, and so I was really looking forward to this, and we had a great time. We did it, you know, she's in Colorado, I'm in California, we had our coffees, and we sat down, and then I probably at least six to eight times, our calls dropped, so I the recording would go on, so stay patient with me, I did my best to edit, and it was definitely a challenge, we recorded this two weeks ago, and I had to keep coming back to it because it was just such a mind bender. Anyways, everybody, thanks for hanging in there. Thank you so much, Lauren, for doing this podcast and being such a gracious, patient guest, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone. This is Erin from Erin Spiritual Cafe, and I have a really fantastic guest. Her name is Psychic Lauren, as she's uh, known all over social media and YouTube. I found her strolling. Um, I'm, I, I somehow found her just by it popped up on my page, and I was drawn to the way she made her videos. And she makes these. <laughs> and this is Lauren on the other end. Say hi, Lauren. Hey. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Lauren. This is going to be so fun. Yes, I'm so excited. This is my first ever podcast. So thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Oh, you bet. They are there. You know what? I love podcasts because I sit and learn from them. And, you mm -hmm. know, you can just listen and laugh for two hours while you're in traffic. And, um, you know, and, and having a podcast, you can interview people and get to know them personally. And it's just for me, it's just been so fun and rewarding. It's one of my favorite things to do. Uh huh. So, um, yeah, so, so Lauren is a uh, psychic, you're, would you call yourself a psychic medium? Yes, I kind of, I have a list that I call myself, I'm, but mostly psychic medium, also animal communicator is something that people come to me for often. I've, I've been trained in a bunch of things, but I basically psychic medium, um, but online, I do a lot of coaching as well. And so I'm just a psychic intuitive coach that teaches people how to strengthen their own psychic abilities as well. Wow, I love that. And um, yeah, and that's where I was headed with this is, well, wait, before we do anything, I need to know drinking this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking. You gave me the perfect excuse because you were like, go get a drink. And I was like, all right, you don't have to convince me to go to Starbucks. So <laughs> I am drinking a tall iced vanilla latte. So Ooh, delicious. <laughs> And is it with almond milk or regular milk? Uh, regular milk. And I'm trying to like get off of the vanilla pump, but it just like makes it so much tastier and oh, I need to like cut the sugar out. But I used to drink so many, so many of the more sugarier um, Starbucks drinks and I'm slowly weaning myself off. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. It's, it's a slow burn because I've been trying to wean myself off for years. And it's, you know, I'm now down to almond milk and stevia. <laughs> <laughs> 
there you go. Hey, you know what? I'm making progress. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the point. Yeah, you will too. You will too. And you only have a one year old baby. So, you know, you kind of need the sugar. Oh my gosh. It's it's my lifeline right now. (laughs) Totally. Don't need to tell him that you have sugar in mommy's coffee to help because he won't be enjoying the sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, so Lauren, you are what I, um, what I really loved besides super fun videos, everybody, you've got to follow her. Um, they're very creative branding. They make them entertaining. She makes them entertaining lighting spot on as a photographer, you know, (laughs) and, um, but you make it seem like anybody can be a psychic or harness these psychic abilities, which for me is I didn't really know that everybody had that. And I, I never thought about it. I mean, people always say, oh, deja vu, you know, this I'm talking about growing, yeah. growing up or they have a gut feeling. So then you brought up that you learned just because you had an interest in it. Do you mm-hmm. want to tell us about that? And then how you realize that you, that really anybody can do this. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I forgot to mention too, that I, um, I listened to your podcast, the one where you talked about like how you gained your, um, psychic abilities or mediumship abilities. And I I loved listening to that and just like hearing your story of how you were seeing spirits and how that all (laughs) came to be. Um, but I think my story is just so, non uh, I don't want to say normal but because I think there's a lot of people that are in my position but I just I didn't have very many psychic experiences growing up um I had like had dreams here and there and I might have had clairsentient feelings like I might felt like there was something in the room but for the most part I was just sort of told oh that's not real and you know not that that was a bad thing you know you know parents uh grandparents they tell you those things so that you're not scared and you're not like freaked out by these experiences but in a way I just sort of conditioned myself to believe that oh okay that none of that stuff existed and I always saw psychics as okay they're born with it they had this crazy experience or they they connected with spirits like all throughout their childhood and Mm. that's totally that's a totally valid way to come at it but I um I had my dog, my family dog die, and I just was so desperate to connect with him. Mm-hmm. And I found a animal psychic and she gave me a reading and just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I have to learn how to do this. If she can connect, so can I. And I just, it was like this series of events where I went into a metaphysical store. There was like this huge uh, sign that said, <laughs> um psychic classes like here's the date sign up I just signed up just not even knowing what I was doing I was still in college at the time just studying film and I was doing it on the side for fun but I was very blessed to find a teacher who has kind of the uh the foundation of everyone is psychic everyone has these abilities and um she she kind of has that that principle. And I think I sort of carried it over to a lot of my work. And so I think I'm a perfect example of somebody who decided to learn and practice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the biggest thing I would say is that the psychic ability is like a muscle. And yeah. the more you strengthen it, 
the more you work out that muscle, the more reliable it gets. And I just basically started going to the psychic gym, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good Um, way of putting it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so your teacher, is she, she was obviously very positive and was it a, um, you know, nurturing experience, meaning, you know, was everybody kind of in the beginning space and, uh, or were they of various levels and how? Oh, that? that's a great question. Yeah, no, it was a little bit of everything. I would say I was actually one of the younger people there. There was a lot of older women who might've just like suddenly felt called to explore this and they were leaving their corporate jobs. There were so many of those people in there and um, but yeah, there was a lot of beginners, um, mostly beginners, I would say. And then some, some people who were already doing readings, but came to this woman, her name is Karen Fox, because they, they valued her opinion. She's been a psychic forever. Um, and she basically built this curriculum of classes and she wasn't the only one teaching. She had several other people teaching and it felt like school. Like we had to go in, we had homework, we had to read volunteers, um, it was very much like a school setting in person. And I think that was very helpful for all of us learning. Wow, that sounds really neat. Did she, so how long was the school that you went to? Oh, well, so I probably did it for about a year and it was probably like almost every weekend for a year. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that on top of film school, but um, she, you could sign up for different certifications. I decided to take them all, which took me about a year. You could have done less. Um, but she even held like a big graduation for us, which was awesome. And my parents came to that, which was super validating, you know, that they would respect that this was even like a thing. And yeah, we had like a little graduation ceremony at a local library. And then I actually coached there for another year before the program kind of moved. Um, and it's, it's unfortunately no longer around, but um, yeah. Wow. That sounds, it sounds like it was a perfect uh, fit, you know, when the yeah. student's ready, the teacher appears and they're literally on the tour. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I've never seen a sign that at one of these metaphysicals that say, you know, learn to become, you know, learn, learn to become a psychic or whatever. I've never seen that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. That they should teach those things. And I mean, you'll see like a class here and there. And I just thought it was normal. I was like, oh, I'm just showing up. Here's this sign. Okay. Everyone does this if they want to learn their psychic abilities. Yeah. Really, <laughs> once that program like went away, I was like, man, I was so lucky to be in the right place at the right time. Because how many people actually get to practice on a weekly basis with other people and actually do it in person? And when you're when you're learning how to read people, it's very helpful to do it in person, I think. But Right. Yeah, I think in person. I mean, I've been doing it um, this year online on Zoom. And I really like that because I notice you don't have to have the person in front of you. And I can still get, um, you know, you still tap into that same space. You could do it. Yeah. It makes sense that people can do it over the phone, you know, like these 1-800 psychics. I mean, I don't know. I have a friend who does go to those sometimes. And she said, there's a couple of them that are pretty good. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, ah, hogwash, you know. (laughs) So um, you made up a, a really interesting point about people in corporate leaving their jobs to do this. I noticed that as well. That was kind of my story. 
And yeah. not that I was completely corporate, but I was definitely always of the mindset of being a businesswoman and have to really work hard and put in these hours, but your soul gets depleted. And I did notice that in the mediumship class I took, uh, in fact, the um, instructor who created the class, um, Squamish Medium, she also had had, you know, been a corporate person and had to mm-hmm. do that and did this. That seems That's pretty cool. common. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's crazy how, I mean, I think it's just, it's unfortunate about our society that we don't encourage it more, but I truly believe that, you know, this, the group of people that are online now sharing information and trying to teach each other through this, hopefully there's people out there that really pursue it from the get-go and hopefully that won't be a story that we have to hear anymore (laughs) yeah I know and you know um that whole corporate identity it really does suffocate you know the being of the person you know which especially you know I mean I can just even speak from being I was a realtor at a very big brokerage a famous one all over the world but they were so controlling even on down to the images uh, the branding, everything else that, you know, anybody who's a creative, you know, person, it's just sort of like, oh, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. But yet you can dress like this. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. So, um, you posted something recently um, that I want to bring up. I loved it. And I'm trying to think who you said wrote it um, about <laughs> The people who are in who are born, you know, incarnated now, it's because we are addressing the technology and the ways to get spirituality out there to the masses through technology. Do you want to? Do you know which post I'm talking about? You yes. It was, um, so it's called Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. Um, and I want to say she's based out of the UK. I think she's Australian, but she also has more recently written letters to a star seed, which I think is yeah. kind of popular right now. Yeah. Um, but that book, I think she just sort of addressed, like she did this past life regression um, and she went to this time period um, where she was almost like she was prepping for this life and it was like she was given the mission for like what she was supposed to do and um she was talking about how there were other people in this space and kind of the goal was to come in with this new technology new form of communication i really see that as like the internet and all the ways that we can connect online now mm-hmm. and their role was to just spread kind of the word and not even um like necessarily a specific like spirituality or religion it's just awakening people to their abilities spiritually and that's kind of like what she said like she was connected to this group of people and she felt like we're there was a huge group of us here now doing that and basically I just shared it on Instagram because when (laughs) when I read it I just got the chills and I'm even getting the chills now just like saying it but Um, I just felt it like, you know, not trying to put myself on any sort of pedestal, but there's a part of me that just feels like, you know, there's a reason why we're all connecting um, through the internet and we might not see the effects of that now, but hopefully it'll create a more spiritual minded community, I guess. In a video I saw on YouTube, you were talking about how to 
protect your boundaries. And so when you have your students, how do you teach them to do this? Because I'm assuming they're excited and they're jumping into this and just opening up. Tell us your philosophy on that. Um, one of like the, I mean, I get a lot of newbies coming to me. Um, I just attract people who are wanting to learn about their psychic abilities, obviously, because that's like what I'm putting out there. And a lot of people, um, I mean, they just want to jump into it. They're so excited. They want to learn how to communicate with, you know, grandma or a pet, and they really want to jump into this world. And I think boundaries is something that is often skipped. And I would just call this kind of like basic psychic protection and that's like making yeah. sure that you're talking to beings for your highest and best good and setting the intention that you're only doing that and you know we're not going to talk to anybody negative we're not even going to mm -hmm. entertain them or what they want or what they have to say um and then the other part is just protecting your energy so it's it's making sure that you can open up to receive psychic information and then it's also making sure that when you're done with like a reading or even if you're just doing a meditation or trying to pick up any sort of psychic information that you're shutting it back down. Um, and I just think that that's hugely important both when you're learning this and it's also something that could be taught to kids. And I think, you know, just kind of going on that line of thought, because I have a one year old right now, obviously he's not old enough to sort of get into this yet, but I'm very heavily thinking about it because I'm worried. I don't want to suppress those things um, that he experiences and tell him it's not real, especially when I believe it to be real. Right. But at the same time, it's like, you don't want to encourage it too much to a point where they're um, so wide open and letting everything in. And I think they might have a, a more difficult time setting those boundaries. Um, so yeah. I'm kind of going through this back and forth of how, do, how do you teach that? How, how do you address it? And I think I, it always just comes back to, well, just the basics. It's learning those boundaries and teaching people how to control that, turn their psychic ability on and off and make sure they're talking to the right beings. Yeah. And on that note, so while you're talking about kids, I'm thinking, uh, you know, I have a 12 year old and she's definitely psychic. And um, <laughs> she, we lived in a home in Malibu and um, it was a very strange place. And our first night, and it kept happening around her. And, but it was a definite dark spirit in there. And I, she saw it one time in the a reflection of the mirror and it really scared her. She's never gotten over it, not to mention, uh, you know, other weird things that happened in the house. And so I did do the knee jerk reaction of, oh, honey, that's your imagination. You were in the dark and you looked <laughs> in the mirror, right? And you yeah. yourself out and it's at night. And I'm thinking to myself, I flash back to my 10 year old, 11 year old self and seeing the people, you know, the two beings that lived in my house um, mm -hmm. and my parents did the same thing. Oh, you're making that up, et cetera. And there's no way, you know, so now what I tell her to do and I, and what I did when I was 11 is because nobody believed me anyway. So I was like, I, you know, I'm eating cereal with my sister. I literally looked out the window and there he, this, you know, gardener type spirit who he lived outside, but he'd watch in the house and always look right at me. Mm. And I really got scared. But what I did is I found this power in me and I hollered at him and um, I told him to go away. He was scaring me. 
and I didn't like it. And he was dead and move on. This is not his house anymore. And the way I said, I remember feeling that. And I thought, oh, that was a little rude, but I don't care. <laughs> and yeah. And they didn't come back. <laughs> that is so, yeah. And I remember listening to that <laughs> podcast. And I think um, that was one of the things my teacher um, taught me is that sometimes if you don't feel like you can get rid of those spirits, like get mad, like getting mad is totally a valid thing you can do as long as you feel it you have to feel that power and the power of your intention and I think with a lot of the things that I teach with boundaries is you know you could do all these things you could set up all these protections but you really have to believe that it's going to work because if you don't believe it if there's like a little hole of doubt you know that's where spirit comes in that's where things start to bother you so yeah. I, I love that story and even with your daughter I think um you know, any other parents out there, obviously, I personally haven't gone through this yet, but it just feels like trust your intuition of knowing, um, you know, what your child is capable of understanding, like, can you talk through it with them? And I guess that's my my question to you. Can you do you feel like you could talk to her and tell her how to handle these things? And do you think she would feel empowered to do so? Well, I think it helps encouraging them, but they in that you combine what's what they see or watch on TV and the stuff no. coming yeah. out, like it starts off okay and kind of fun, and then all of a sudden they get things get really creepy and dark. And so if you have a child who's already seen something like that, and I don't want to pull everything away and say no, you can't do this, you can't do that. But what I'm trying to do is instill a sense of, like you said, boundaries. When we get in the car, we send light around our car and in ourselves. We start, mm. you know, this bright light. That's who we're connected to, you know, to, you know, source. And we are all, um, we are protected from, you know, anything other than, you know, we only attract light and bright. And mm -hmm. it's starting, I think, a little bit to sink in, but I also have a very willful child. And so <laughs> and she's now decided, well, for a long time, she's she really knows astrology and crystals and everything else. And oh, cool. her, they burn these little wish lists or something, or manifestations. So I keep telling them, like, you need to cleanse those crystals. He put, you know, put them in the moonlight, just put them in the salt water, <laughs> cleanse those crystals. She's like, oh, gosh, go away, mom. <laughs> so I think she's going to learn on her own. But I think, it, like, she's now meditating. I've, you know, taught her a little bit, do it in her own way, but that she's, you know, she's safe. And to feel, you know, aligned to yourself and not, you know, just clearing that space from your mind and then setting your intention. That is something that's helping. But I only think that's because of maturity. To make a long story short, it's, de it's developmental if they see things just that they need to, like you say, feel it and fire back with you know this is you know my house go away you're scaring me and if you're honest I think they will respect that it doesn't matter Absolutely. if it's dark or not I just think that you know that's what's going to happen yeah I think that's great I mean even having those basic foundations and a parent to even teach you a little bit 
is great. I think, you know, that's more than most people definitely get their whole lives. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I will say there are houses and, you know, people who are listening to this might believe it and others might not. But I mean, the house that I'm speaking of in Malibu was very strange to the point where like a glass will burst, you know, and it was really scary. And so I knew we had to get out. I just, then you're walking around like, Ooh, you know, searching on the internet for other places and yeah, yeah. just very weird things. Um, you know, I did what I could, but I just thought, and I said, and we were leasing and I said to the owner, Hey, by the way, um, you need to get somebody in here to cleanse, clear this place. And she knew about it. Oh, interesting. And she says, well, if I was going to move into it, I would do something, but I'm not. And I said, well, you know, that's just not right. <laughs> So, you know, uh, you know, the house comes with a ghost and I just, you know, it's, it was, it's very weird, but Malibu has places like that. And there are places in the world that do have, don't you think like it is sort of, you know, pockets of energy and it can suck in certain things. Yeah. I think I have, um, I have a video where I talk about like how spirits can get attached to places, but sometimes it could be, you know, the vicinity of where they're at. Um, like I'm really close to a river and a railroad. Mm. So I feel like sometimes we get spirits that are coming in through those ways. I mean, sometimes it could be your neighbors. Sometimes it could be just that you like invited something in unknowingly, but um, like even in this house that I'm in currently, um, we moved in and I felt like this older lady hanging out down in our basement. And I didn't like when I moved in, I wasn't doing this psychic work. Um, I've been yeah. in this house for a long time. So I've been in this house the whole time that I've been learning my psychic ability and now like coaching and I've done it for several years. And um, I slowly realized, oh, that thing in the basement is a person and oh, she's not the nicest. And oh, I need to kick her out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you can definitely get rid of them. But sometimes some places are a little bit harder than others just because of your proximity to other people or where you're at. So you kind of have to keep up your house and keep those boundaries protected in a similar way. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So what do you do? Because you do have a video on this that uh, how to get rid of things like that. What do you do? Yeah, I um, I kind of have this um, ritual and I actually did this for a client recently and I filmed it. Um, but I do a little bit of meditating ahead of time. Um, what do I do? Um, like protect yourself? Yeah, protect myself. I'll meditate. I'll try to connect to why it's happening like why is this spirit here why are they attached is it you know the the clients did they accidentally invite something in like I said or is it neighbors um or is it somebody who previously lived in the house and I think I'll, I'll pull tarot cards for my clients ahead of time I'll light a candle and then usually what I do is I do a walkthrough of the house and I smudge and I just like you said like I get mad at the spirits in my head and I'll be like get out get out of this house this is their spirit you can't be here and sometimes I will say that out loud so then the clients are like oh okay I can do that too 
Um, and then I usually make the clients for the rest of like our session when I'm cleansing a house, I make them go around and do the same things as me. And I give them a bunch of tools. Like, um, one of my favorite things is having them clap, um, Mm -hmm. you know, clapping in the energy of that loud, sharp noise, or even just playing really loud, happy music. It shifts the energy of your space. And if spirits can't stand in that energy because it's too, high a high vibration for them they'll have to move um and so i give them all these tools and i leave some smudging tools with them so that they feel empowered that they can clear their space at any time and um but yeah that's basically how i do it on a more uh on a simpler level like in my own home i'll just call in like archangel michael and i'll ask him to help me protect the house and i sort of like imagine like this golden white light encompassing my house and I kind of put a bubble around us and I always set that intention I also do this when I'm on planes I like put a bubble of Reiki around our planes so that I know we're safe um (laughs) that's so interesting but I you know it's so smart too to do that because I think if anything it Oh, sorry. (laughs) You're traveling. I mean, there's so many people on there and gosh, you know, I mean, you can have anybody on that plane. That's what, yeah, you know, and all, it's not just mechanical. It's like, you know, the people in the plane, funny enough, let me tell you, this This is so interesting. I was a corporate (laughs) flight attendant at one point. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I'd be on, it was a Gulf stream and I'd be setting it up and there was a spirit that would walk on that walk down the aisle when nobody was on there. It was just me and him. And when huh. I saw him, I could see him. He had like, cause that's how I'm, you know, like you, you're clairvoyant and clairaudient, but you know, I started primarily with the clairvoyance and, um, and I would see him in this top hat and black coat and he'd walk, but I felt safe with him. Like I felt like he was there to make, tell me I'm safe. <laughs> It's funny you're talking about him and I'm it's like totally calling him in on my end and he's like talking to me. Oh, I see. <laughs> he's like Talk- Yeah, he's like I wanted to I wanted to travel the world. I didn't want to stop doing it. It's like he felt like this like luxurious energy of like no, I'm just here to vacation. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> that's partially why I think that's probably why a lot of us do it is like those great vacations you get. It's yeah. Like, amazing experience. That's so funny. Um <laughs> So, so which Claire uh, do you work with? And, and if everybody who's listening, a Claire is a way that a intuitive connects. Sometimes it's, you know, clairvoyant, of course, they, they can see things. There's Claire audience. There's a whole bunch of them. There's like five of them, I believe. Do you want to tell us a little bit about those? Yeah, Claire? yeah. So um, there's six clairs and kind of how they're determined is they're based off your five senses plus one. Um, and so you think about, okay, you see, you hear, you touch, you smell, you taste. Um, those are your five senses. Um, and your psychic senses are just an extension of those. It's receiving psychic information, um, via sight, via hearing, via taste. Um, The difference here is that you're not actually tasting something. There's not a a physical smell in the room. Like I remember you were talking about um, in your most recent podcast, or you were talking about like smelling like hard boiled eggs. Yeah, There wasn't like that smell around. And that's like a perfect example. Um, But I'm 
I think when I was growing up, I'm realizing now that I was clairsentient. I just felt like there was a spirit somewhere. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see them, couldn't hear them, but I usually shut that down. I was like, no, 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 no. Don't, I, I don't want to, I don't care. Don't tell me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it was interesting because as soon as I started getting into this and going to that school, it was just like a light switch turned on and I was just clairvoyant as heck. I was seeing faces and at that time I wasn't very good at setting my boundaries. So I was seeing a lot of negative spirits. Mm. Um, and so I had to quickly like shut that down again. And, um, but once I learned and got a a handle on my boundaries and felt a little bit more safer, I kind of opened back up to that. And my strength is definitely clairaudience and clairvoyance. I use those equally. I see things kind of in my mind's eye or in my head and then I hear things um, or Clear audience is sometimes just having like thoughts, um, thoughts in your head that, you know, just aren't yours. Right, right there. Um, those are I love that because they will speak almost in clear sentences. But a lot of times um, it's in a different way. Don't you think, Lauren? That yeah, you know, yeah. It's not the way you speak or would say something. And they're trying to get the point across to the other person that you're reading for. Exactly. No, I think that's a perfect way of describing it. Yeah, I, I really like that. So so we definitely share this, you know, that same things. And I think the the clair, uh, the clairvoyance is interesting because you can see for me, I have a very hard time with if it's blonde or gray hair. Um, it's just, you know, I should say light colored hair kind of a thing. But, you know, you can see colors and um you know, little, little bits, I get little bits of, you know, maybe a butterfly, or it could be a certain car zooming through my head. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just very strange. And it'll be some car in Monte Cristo. And I have no idea what I'm talking about. But <laughs> sure enough, the person sitting there, oh, yeah, my uncle had a, you know, the red Ferrari and Monte Cristo, you know, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> is that how it is with you? Yeah, I think so. Um, sometimes like I don't always get like colors or visuals. And so I, I rely on those other clairs to kind of fill in the blanks if I can't completely see something. And I think that's why I teach, you know, rounding out all of those clairs. So in those moments, if you, you aren't too sure, um, then you can use, you know, your clair audience to hear what color it is. Um, but for the most part, um, yeah, I would say that's how it goes. A, a lot of times I just see like faces um, and of course, I just can't think of any examples right now. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. It is, it is in the morning when we're recording this. <laughs> yeah. My coffee was like halfway gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? Oh, it's so true. Um, and so I want to address the um, animal communication and how that is. Mm. That sounds really neat. Yeah, I think sort of like you talking about like how you've always been able to see spirits. I will say that animal communication has always been something that I've done. And I just thought everyone did it. Like I thought everyone could talk to their pets like I could. (laughs) Um, And like I just remember, you know, going outside with my dog or my cat and just sitting there and looking at them and like having full on conversations in my head with them. And I think because my imagination was so encouraged when I was younger, I thought it was just me, you know, having a really 
awesome imagination. I'm just, you know, playing with these animals like I would, you know, my Barbie dolls or something. Um, but I think that's where I started because, you know, my dog died. I wanted to connect with him, went to a pet psychic. Got, so animals always have a special place in my heart because it's, it's just so easy for me to connect to them. And sometimes that even becomes a block for me because when I read other people's pets, it's like so easy. And I, and I'm not trying to say that as if like I'm special or amazing in any way, but it, it comes across so well that I sometimes I'm like, am I just making this up? Like, am I just, <laughs> am I right. kidding myself? Or am I just making up what they're saying? But that's a lot of what the psychic ability is, is kind of going with the flow, trusting your imagination. Cause when you're, when you're in a flow state and you're, um, you're using your imagination, it's very similar to the psychic ability. You're letting things come to you. You're letting things be received. I don't know if that, answered your question but I like animal communication is my point (laughs) yeah no I think that's neat and I think that um so animals do they I I mean I had heard a long time ago this is so long ago I think I was watching a special and there was a I don't know what it was on but the dog had been given away or something and then a psychic came and met the dog because the dog was depressed at its new home and the owner was worried. It was something like that. And, and she tuned in that, you know, nobody explained anything to her and, um, you know, her heart is broken. And so from there, it kind of, I, I, I remember waking up a little bit thinking, wow, that's really interesting. So now whenever we go out of town, I try to say something, you know, to the dog and the bird and, (laughs) Um, you know, or sometimes like my dog will look at me in a way I can tell she's just saying, I love you so much. And it's it's an open stare and I I don't really communicate too much with them, but what, um, in your, are they really simple the way we think they are? Are they really complex more like we are? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think sometimes they're even more complex than humans. Um, and you know, it's interesting because I think it's a reflection of who they're around because I've talked to some animals that are so weirded out by the fact that I'm communicating with them energetically (laughs) and they will be like, I feel their energy being like, what, who is this? Well, who's talking to me? Um, and they'll give me like very simple one word answers. And I, I almost see their ability to communicate sort of like our ability to connect to our psychic ability. Sometimes if they don't have the practice connecting with humans ener- energetically, that it's hard to connect with them, if that makes sense. Um, whereas some people, they'll talk to their pets out loud in their head. Mm-hmm. And then when I communicate with that animal, they're, they're practiced, I would say. And I can, I can tell that, you know, someone talks to their pet a lot in that way. And and then, yeah, I've, I mean, even recently I've read some pets who just try to explain concepts to me that I don't even understand. Like um, I read a dog a couple weeks ago who was trying to, um, this dog had passed away and the owners were just kind of wanting to check in with him and, uh, or it was a girl, sorry. And she, she was explaining to me like where she was at and time and why she was coming into this um this family's life and the things that she was going to do. And they were wanting to know, I'm kind of getting on a tangent here, but they were wanting to know if she um, would reincarnate. And she um, basically told them it was up to them if they wanted to do that. 
if they wanted her to reincarnate and I had never heard that before and so they are always teaching me new things they are very complex and another thing that people often ask me is if it's hard to communicate with animals um and I think it's very simple um it's very similar to connecting with people that have passed um if you believe that it's harder to communicate with animals then you're going to make it harder for yourself but Mm. I think they are just as complex and easy to communicate with as anybody else. Right. Do you think they're more like angels protecting us? So when you're saying that you had heard or the aunt, you know, the, was it a dog that you were talking with the female? Yeah. Yeah. Dog. So the dog said, you know, it's up to you if, if I'm going to be reincarnated, is that, that's interesting because that means they're very attached to me like they're very attached and that dog is a is an entity or not even that just a vibration of this person because we are all connected right yeah somehow very connected and aligned to help this these people there there's some connection there it's like a you know I don't really even know how to describe it I can see it yeah, yeah. And I think th- some people call that like soul contracts. And mm. I don't really like to use as official terms because I-, I see things changing so often. But other times animals will be like, hey, I was just here to like get food from you and I'm headed off to my next mission in life. <laughs> like it, right. It's totally dependent on like the relationship and who's right. in whose life for what reason. Sometimes people will have lived several lives with that animal. Maybe they weren't even an animal um other times you know people will lose pets and I feel like they find second homes and you know that's what they wanted they wanted to have more than one family in this lifetime um for sure oh that gives me goosebumps (laughs) I love that (laughs) you know it's true because some of these dogs have had multiple owners and Mm. and and each one they've helped they're just like this big love being plopped in their laps for a certain time and then maybe the person gets elderly and can't handle this large dog anymore and it goes yeah. to a family you know or, or you know a couple who haven't had a baby yet and want you know want a baby and if so they figured <laughs> I actually know this situation wanted to, you know thought they'd start with a big fur baby first so it's yeah you know and then that was like the third home that this dog and the dog's totally happy that's awesome I love that <laughs> yeah I do too so soul contracts that is an interesting one. I, like you also said, things change so often. So this is a, mm-hmm. a big question. So soul contracts, let's talk between about um, relationships. And there are some relationships that, you know, people will say, I feel like I know you and then they get married and they've been together forever. There's other mm-hmm. times that, you know, there's a, a draw you know, a, just this, you know, draw that's negative that keeps coming back or they have a hard time getting rid of it, even though it's not good for their soul. And there is a contract. Do you want to explain like a little bit about what you have learned about yeah. and can they be broken? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know if they could be broken. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> um, why do they, well, then how do you know if you have them why do you have them it's you know yeah it's a big question and I'll just speak to like what I personally experienced um 
because I, I do feel like I'm just, I'm learning things about this other side, spirit world. I was talking about this in one of my live nights the other night of like how I really thought, okay, once spirit crossed over, they're okay. And they just move on and they're always moving forward. And then I had an experience happen where I was connecting with someone who had just passed and they didn't move forward. They went back and forth between like not being fully crossed, fully crossed. And it was it was eye-opening for me because I had a bias of how that worked. Mm. And so I, I'm only mentioning that for this soul contract stuff because um, I feel like that term is used and um, a lot of people get stuck to, oh, this is how it is. Um, and I always try to keep an open mind about that and let spirit tell me. Um, but I will say that I used to, I did take um, shamanic courses here in Colorado through this wonderful Sesho and she's here in Colorado, but she also has some books and stuff. But um, she was leading us on this weekend um, shamanic thing. And it was actually a death and dying shamanic workshop. And we had been basically doing shamanic journeys all weekend. We were just so in the thick of it. And she ended it with um, okay, right now we're going to go on a journey to where we go when we die. Mm. And everyone, you could feel the room be like, oh, crap. Oh, yeah. we're going to do this? Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, and I just remember that journey alone changed my mind about, like, how things worked. And basically, you know, to keep it short, um, I saw us kind of, like, up above looking down at the the life we were about to live in it was almost like we were looking at a hole in the ground at earth and we were choosing who we wanted to come in with. And it was sort of like, all right, you're going to come in and you're going to piss me off and we're going to have to fight so that we can try to work through this and make ourselves better. And you're going to come in and I think you're going to be potentially, you know, a love opportunity. Maybe we'll get together. And that's kind of how I, I mean, animals included, I think it's almost like, a game like we're setting it up we're putting the pieces of chess on the table and that's where we kind of get into like fate versus um free will and that I don't know if I could speak to I think there's a little bit of both going on but that's kind of how I see soul contracts is we do choose um and not all of those roles that come in are necessarily good um sometimes right. they come in to shake things up but I think I think you can probably totally break those. I'm not sure. I'd have to ask the spirit on that. Well, but. it's funny because I had seen it um, before in a reading and I didn't even know. I mean, I didn't really even pay attention. I had heard that, you know, term soul contract and I, I put it aside and didn't really believe it because I have mm -hmm. to, I'm a person, I have to see things to believe it on my own. Yeah. I think most people probably are. And, um, and in, when doing these readings, like you said, you know, you'll ha have never seen or heard something like that. And so all of a sudden it teaches us as readers about life. And um, I literally saw the woman, the soul, the, like it looked like a piece of paper, an eight by 10 piece of paper pulled up and I'm done and ripped it. And I'm done with this contract and threw it away. <laughs> Amazing. Interesting amazing so it's not it well what I, I mean i actually have goosebumps even saying this it looked uh -huh. like a contract so then your my brain starts going like what the so clearly you can pro you can get rid of you know i mean who knows what the situation entails but why there is a soul contract is mm -hmm. a past life thing 
how much do you know about past lives? I mean, do you see that that's where do you do you go into that when in reading sometimes? Yeah, I think it, it's totally dependent on if the client believes in it, because if the client believe, believes in it, I'll start to get all this information about it. If somebody is a little bit more, uh, I don't want to use the word religious, but if like they're more Christian or something and yeah. they're coming to me with that idea, sometimes I just won't pick up on it because I know, um, or it's I shouldn't say I, it's spirit knows that they um just don't don't believe in it so they frame it in a way that makes sense and I think I I feel I don't want to get into like my personal beliefs too much but it feels for me that past lives is not necessarily something so linear and individual I I truly feel like when we pass away we're all kind of this one being together and I think Mm. we're pieces of that whole I think um what is it called? The collective conscious, um, you know, one drop of water being put into the ocean. We're all the ocean. And I think in a way we, our past lives, I think technically you could connect to every single past life of every single person and believe that it's yours because I think we're all the same person. Those are my personal Mm. spiritual beliefs. I try to keep those out of my readings, but that's sort of how I see it. Um, I don't know. (laughs) yeah yeah it's interesting you know and and do past lives like you know I know there's readers out there that do work on that the uh, Akashic Records um, Mm -hmm. you know and is that part of this soul contract thing you know everybody there's all these specialists in these fields which is really interesting Um, yeah you know the shamanic woman that you spoke about who is she still teaching um I think she is remotely because of COVID um I know she's doing um one-on-one tarot training she's really good at tarot as well but I mean as soon I'm on her newsletter and I'm just waiting because I would love to just go in for a refresher um but I think she is um but yeah her name's Rena Rena Sesho and you can find her online so you do tarot I mean that's that's a lot what you do but you don't like it to totally have it on as a crutch correct yeah I think when I was learning at the Aspen program um for psychic development our coach was very much like no tarot cards no oracle cards no pendulums no tools she really wanted us to use our psychic abilities use those clairs um so that we always had a basis we could read anything without needing tools. Um, I just fall into using tarot cards and Oracle cards every now and then just to like get clarification when I'm stuck or um, honestly, I just love collecting them and playing with them. Um, And they are pretty. Yeah. And I use it more for myself when I need to kind of get my bias out of the way. Um, But yeah, usually when someone books a session with me, it's, it's more psychic, um, using my intuition to connect with people versus the tarot cards. Right. Um, do you find that people, when you do these parties, um, cause you do do parties, correct? And events. Yes. Yep. Yep. Do you find that people prefer it when you do tarot? They feel it's a little, or do they yeah. matter? I mean, I think that's the issue with both the parties and I do like live videos on YouTube. So people will jump in and interact with me live and get a reading. And I find that some people, at least the people who are completely unaware, if they don't feel like they have something to look at 
um, or like touch or feel. It's like, how do I know she's not just like making something up? And Mm. I think that's kind of our responsibility in our industry to educate people so that they can trust us using our psychic abilities and not needing those like cards or pendulums. (laughs) Some people, it'll be funny because I'll sit down at a party and they'll hand me their hand and they just assume that I read palms. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> um, but, right. uh, what was your question? Uh, my I question, my, well, when you go to parties and bring the tarot cards or, or you know, the trust level, I think you just answered it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, do people need to see something in front of them? Or if you're sitting there and just reading, um, do they, mm-hmm. you know, where is that level of trust that, that, and you feel like it, it, they do like to see something meaning carb. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that makes them feel a little bit safer for some reason, mm-hmm. like, oh, I can just blame that it's the cards. But once I start to read, they, they'll be able to tell I'm not reading the cards. Cause I'll just leave the cards for like 20 minutes and not pull anymore. And they'll be like, oh, okay. And you know, at that point it's, does it resonate with me or does it not? And they'll know on a deeper level if I'm connecting accurately because they'll feel it. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, you always run into people at the parties that are just, they don't believe it. And because of that, they block their energy and it just makes the reading hard. And, yeah, you know, you can't prove to those people what you're doing, no matter how hard you try. So I just kind of play with the cards and I kind of let them walk off and just kind of not be bothered by it, be unattached to the outcome. If they want to listen, they can listen. If not, you know, I don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, you know not everybody's a fit you know and yeah yeah the the tarot cards um do you have what's your favorite deck Ooh, they're like right behind me I'm looking at them Hot spot. Um, Hot spot. <laughs> you know um oh actually I really like the archetype cards um they are by carolyn miss and they kind of reflect the union archetypes and carl jung was actually like super involved in metaphysics and even though he was was he a he was a psychologist but he kind of mixed psychology and metaphysics in a very interesting way he actually did some automatic writing himself but um he also like as a filmmaker i came to carl jung because he created the hero's journey and you had to learn that when you were writing a script like okay here's the hero's journey you meet a mentor you cross the threshold you go on these series of events where you're being called to action and there's like a very um, methodic way that you could technically write a script using this hero's journey. But the archetype cards are basically using those um, archetypes. They're like the roles that we play in our life. So mm. some of the cards will be like teacher or mentor or slave. Um, and so I love that deck because it really it brings out something um, in our readings that really hits to the people's core because you're really putting a mirror up to people and being like, this is what you're doing. And it might not be the best thing for you right now. And I, I love that deck for that reason. Cause it's not all flowery and fluffy, I guess. <laughs> wow. That sounds really cool. I love that too. So it basically says, this is what you're doing and it's not your calling, so to speak. Um, I, it can, and it, it can show the exact opposite of really showing people like, this is what you're amazing at. These are, these are like your gifts. And I love them too, because it has the light side and the shadow side. So it's kind of teaching you 
that, you know, the, the things you're bad at are not something you should, you know, beat yourself up for. It's something that you should be aware of and integrate and um, try to heal from, I guess. Um, right. Wow. But, that's neat. How many, how many cards do you have to pull when you do that? Like a, quick, uh, a quickie. Do you want to do a quickie? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Let me grab one. Okay, cool. This is uh, fun. I don't think I've ever done this. I know I've never done this. I'll pull, so I'll ask kind of like what your gifts are. Ooh, let's see. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, no, I think it'll be fun. Hopefully there'll be some gifts. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Erin. No gifts. No gifts. (laughs) Hang up the towel now. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. It's a very. The only bad thing about it is it's a very large deck. They're a little difficult to hold. Oh, large cards. Yes. Okay. So I pulled the Alchemist, the Avenger, and the Fool. Um. Let's see. So I love the Alchemist card. Mm-hmm. because it's all about and this makes so much sense with your podcast <laughs> it's turning like your motivations and the things that you're excited about into golden wisdom is what it says um and that's kind of like the light attribute side of it whereas if I were to pull this card and you know it you would be like oh hey Erin you're, you're not doing a good job you're misusing your power you're you know coming through and doing things for the wrong reasons but um just to sort of like show an example of that card, but I pulled these um, upright. So to me, an alchemist is somebody who can turn their thoughts and their ideas into something new that other people can sort of consume. And you're probably really good at just connecting people and giving them new information and new knowledge. Let's see. And then the Avenger card, I mean, think of, you know, our Avengers that we see (laughs) in the superhero movies. This is somebody who desires to balance the scales of justice. I'm reading the card. Righteousness Mm. on behalf of society or oneself. And to me, I feel like that's, or go ahead, were you going to say something? Well, that's the Libra in me. That's the Libra? (laughs) I think so. We're just, I'm just constantly balancing. No, I do really want people to you know have a fair shake I mean that's just is that what you mean by that yeah it's it's basically just trying to find fairness in balance and harmony in all things either for yourself or for other people's through your work through what you put out even if it's just at the very basic level just your energy um and then the last card I pulled is the fool which might you know seeing the fool as a gift I would interpret that as like your naivety and you can tell me if this doesn't resonate and that's totally okay um but this is like the fool fearlessly revealing emotion um I feel like and my guys are telling me too like I'm hearing this like naivety um being able to look at things and be excited and get started on projects and it's almost like that fresh new energy because you have it you're able to it's almost like ignore some of the obstacles and just be like I'm just gonna do it let's just do it and that might get you into trouble sometimes but I feel like you're you're yeah you're right on with all of these actually (laughs) 
Um, I mean, and that's why I love this deck is just, it can kind of get at major like roles that we play in our life. Like, you know, there's other cards like warrior, guide, mother, uh, father, visionary. And it's uh, something I actually use a lot for like career cards as well. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, I mean, I think with all of these, so I'll, 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 um, validate your reading. Um, <laughs> so the, the alchemist one connecting people, I, I, and I, you said motivate. So I love, that's always been my thing. Like I can basically spot something that's perfect for somebody. And I'm not talking about like a piece of jewelry. It's more of, you know, the perfect <laughs> house when I did real estate or, I would say you need mm-hmm. this kind of a person and I would put word out on the street, you know, to, for a friend who was, you know, wanting to meet somebody and I'd say, this is what he needs to be A, B, C, and D and bam, he'd show up like, the person, oh, I have a perfect person and then they get married and it's fun things like that. Or, you know, now with this podcast, connecting people so that we've got all the light workers who can learn and yeah. you know and be a part of this and then the people who really love that kind of work and are curious and they probably because they're so curious they probably have a um skill a gift you know to be able to yeah. read, do readings if they want to either for themselves friends you know just for fun what or you know more serious and then the avenger one um of course you know the fairness yes i was raised by an attorney it's all people <laughs> always you know she fought for everybody's rights you know she always said the little guy and it was really interesting when the little guy would like flip around and turn into the bad guy but the you know mm. trying to find the fairness for everybody um and let that voice be heard and then I do get bored. I get restless really quickly. <laughs> and so I start projects and then I'm like, oh my God, I literally don't have time for all this. What am I doing? <laughs> and I just have to make it. And then I'm and my kid goes, you're working all the time. <laughs> I know. Gotta, I have to get myself to stop. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. So it's really yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know that I'll ever stop only when I'm dead, but you know. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm the same way. Are you? Yeah, I I also just start several projects and I get too excited about them and I rush into them sometimes, but I think you know, that's the the good side of being kind of that way is like at least you get things started, like you get things moving whereas some people will just never, you know, take action on anything because yeah. they overcalculate too much or think about it too much, but Yeah. I do think you nailed it on the head. I mean, that is a huge um you know, being a master of all trade, or what is it, a master of none, ace of all trades kind of a thing, but it's mm-hmm. the person starting. And I think that that's really important, like energetically. And, and during this whole podcast, this is all about like with your clapping, um, you know, before readings, mm-hmm. um, we all have, uh, you know, I put on some music, I go for a walk, and it stirs up this energy um, for the connecting, but, you know, just not fe- feeling stagnant yeah Um, is important get your body moving you know do do good things for your soul go out barefoot and stand in the grass touch the tree um as hokey as it might sound don't you feel that that really grounds and it starts to churn and then as much as you don't want to do it there's some things you have to do like your taxes 
But on the <laughs> other hand, you know, maybe starting this business that that has or or you know, in my case, like a podcast, only because I love podcasts, I love talking to people and learning about them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, I mean, to your point of just like getting out and doing things that that stagnant energy can just keep you in place for for so long. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. And then it haunts you. And yeah. um, well, it didn't haunt you because you're during COVID, you grew like uh, a weed. Well, I wouldn't say a weed. Let's say <laughs> a bushel of beautiful flowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. Didn't you, yeah. did you just is that because the time you had away from work? Is it because people were reaching? What was it? Yeah, well, so when COVID hit, just like suddenly, um, I I'm, I was still doing film. Um, I'm I'm like right now currently transitioning out of my my day job, that film job. Um, I I own that company, so I'll still be around a little bit here and there. But I'm trying to make this like my full time thing. And when COVID hit, you know, a lot of the videos we create, we need to be in person, we need to be filming actors, we need to be filming um, clients, um, you know, their businesses, and we just everything stopped, we lost all of our future work, which was such a huge blow to our company. But Mm. thankfully, we survived because we had enough clients that kind of stuck with us. And now we're back to being totally fine. We didn't have to go in debt, like the PPP loans totally covered us. Mm. This is like, side note but basically I didn't have any work over there at all so I was like well you know what I'll just double down and keep working on my YouTube channel and trying to find more clients and I found that a lot of people you know a lot of people couldn't pay for readings but the people that could there was a lot of people that needed support and guidance because their job was at stake you know they didn't know what to do Um, I remember like reading a flight attendant who was like I don't know if I'm safe. Like, should I keep my job or should I be safe and stay at home? And it was just a very difficult time for a lot of people, including like just the whole stuff with Trump. And it just felt like the world was falling apart. And so I did have a lot of like readings. Um, But yeah, I think because I had everything set up to do remote already, I I didn't really see a hiccup in my psychic business at all. I was already doing video readings, phone readings, I already had video courses up. My YouTube channel was up. Um, so I was very lucky that I had all of that in place because there were some months where we literally survived off of just my income as a psychic. Wow. <laughs> and we had a new baby during all of this. We chose the perfect time to have a new baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it ended up all working out. So, and I'm at a place now where I'm almost fully transitioned into this work. So very grateful for honestly the internet yeah <laughs> and being able to do this work in a way that you know I can read somebody in Thailand halfway across the world um and that's just amazing to me wow so when you yeah it's really amazing and I think that you know be it's so valuable to be able to give some peace to you know people who really are panicking and that's so you know so scary so that was so nice is that when you started your live readings was during covid um no i actually started them beforehand Mm -hmm. yeah that was before you know, I've tried getting on your live readings and then something happens. It's always around dinner time. So then I can't really I have to like jump yeah. off. Um, how, 
so do you have do you is there a bunch of people and you just randomly pick somebody yeah we sort of do um guessing games and so then it's fair to everybody and it also makes people practice their psychic abilities so i'll say something like i'm thinking of a color if you can guess the color that i'm thinking of you get the reading um and and then other people will also send in donations too and if somebody sends me a donation i'll give them kind of a short quick little reading but that's how i can sort of connect to those people that really just have like a a quick question and maybe they don't have the money to pay for like a full session for me and it it really just you know what it has done that has surprised me is it's gathered a community um, at first when I was doing it, you know, people would pop in and out and I'd never see them again. They'd just get a reading and leave. But wow. now it's like reoccurring people, reoccurring faces. And it's actually a really positive group. I mean, we'll have a, the occasional troll here and there, but mm. um, it's actually a, a great little, I look forward to my live nights because of it. Wow. What nights do you do? Um, are they always the same nights? Um, yeah, usually they are always um, Tuesday nights as of right now. Uh-huh. At what time? What time? Your time? Oh, time. <laughs> oh yeah. It's about probably six to eight mountain time. Somewhere mm-hmm. in there. It's depending on like when we get dinner, when we get baby all settled and yeah. I can actually get to my computer. <laughs> you jump on. So then I noticed that you did have like these um, donations and I, I think that's interesting. So that's basically for people who would like a reading, a do- you know, here's a dollar, $10, $5, whatever. And mm-hmm. then you see them. And then is there, there's also though a VIP group, isn't there? Yeah. So um, the great thing about YouTube is that it does memberships once you get monetized. Um, and so people can pay for my membership levels and like the first membership level, you'll get into my member only lives. So then you're kind of, Uh, you know the nights where we do members only there's it's a lot smaller of a group so people Mm -hmm. can get one more one-on-one time with me um and then I have like another level of member only videos so they get access to exclusive videos that nobody else gets access to so um they'll there's different perks for that which is it's so cool that YouTube can let you do that because it's just more helpful for me it supports me financially so I can keep creating free content for everybody yeah, that's such a good idea. Is that why you came up with that idea? For doing the memberships? For doing memberships. I mean, you're yeah. very smart. You're very smart at branding and business and, <laughs> you know, and, and the readings. And I love how you're just like, I want to be a psychic. I'm going to go do this. Um, <laughs> so is that why, is that how you came up with that concept to, so you could do these free readings or to be able to categorize and give you know, something back, you know, create these groups. I think um, I've always been just a very entrepreneurial person. Everyone in my family owns their own business and is very successful doing so. And um, even with my film business, you know, I was very much like, how, how can we diversify? How can we come up with different ways to, you know, help people with their video and photo needs? And, um, I think a lot of that kind of branches over into this work that I do because I always talk about like um, I recently had a video where I talked about 
okay, if you want to do this work full time, you want some tips, like here, I'm going to give you some. And um, diversifying your income as much as possible is something that I've just learned in all forms of business. So, you know, sometimes people might not want a reading from me, but they could go buy my course or they could watch a YouTube video from me. And I get a little bit of money from those YouTube videos, or they could buy a tarot deck that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or they could buy a membership because they don't need a reading, but they just want more of me. Um, right. And so I try to basically have all these different streams of income so I can fully support myself doing this because I don't want to burn out. I want to be able to f- show up fully. And I think I see that happening with like a lot of psychics. They charge very little they're doing readings 24 yeah. yeah. 7 and I want them to feel like you know they can do this work and really set the time and the boundaries around what they're going to do and how long they're going to do it um did that answer your question yeah no that definitely <laughs> okay. does and that's a really great tip because I do think that um when you extend when you do readings um just for the audience who's not a reader um you do, you put so much, it's not even uh, energy. It's not like, uh, oh, I'm doing this and you're working hard. You're opening up. So you're channeling mm-hmm. and it is, it really does. It's like putting your finger, it's, it's, you know, you basically are exhausted. And yeah. so for me, um, you know, I, I, I can't do, I really don't want to do more than two readings a couple days a week because it, for me, I put, you know, each readings about like 75 minutes and it mm-hmm. is really, um, you know, challenging for me because I have other things. How do you keep yourself? Because you're obviously a new mom. So you've got a full, you're full time. Yeah. And you've got your businesses, plural, plus, you know, other <laughs> things and your husband and probably friends. Like, where do you find, do you work out? Do you um, let's get to know Lauren a little bit? Uh, it's, it all goes back to coffee. That's how I do it. Oh, nice. <laughs> and Starbucks. <laughs> do you diversify with Starbucks? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, right now it's a little challenging because again, I'm, I've got two foot, two feet in both worlds, old business, new business. Um, and with baby right now, basically my husband and I just split the week. I work half the week. He works the other half the week. And so half the, half the week I'm babysitting, I'm mom. Um, that's yeah. just what I'm doing. And I'll try to cram in a bunch of work while he's taking his naps. <laughs> yeah. And I know that won't be a forever thing. We do have family members that'll babysit. We're trying to get to a point where we can, you know, have um, just more like help with him. But basically I set it up. So on my work days, I know people can only book readings from me in the afternoon. So in the morning, I'll kind of like wake up get my coffee. I kind of do the same thing. Like you all listen to a podcast or I love pick a card readings. I'll listen to people online and then I'll get the majority of the work that I need to get done during the day. And then in the afternoon I'll do readings. Some of those days I'll end up like filming. Like today I need to film a video um, after we're done here. And I have a reading this afternoon. Um, And that's kind of like my day. And it's getting to a point where that is sort of all I need to do, which is awesome. Um, And I'm just kind of slowly, slowly getting to a point where that's again, full time, but yeah. Wow. Well, I think it's, I think, you know, you're definitely off and running and you have um, a huge following already. And I think it's going to be just so much bigger 
probably <laughs> than you even know. Um, it's going to be really neat. I do think that, um, you know, what you bring to the table is, is ma- in making it uh, fun and not, not, not weird and that anybody can enjoy these mm. things is super important. And the fact that you're teaching, I love, I might actually sign up for your course when I have some time, you know, the fool in me, yeah. the fool in me is very busy all the time. So, you know, I think it would be really <laughs> <laughs> And for anybody who didn't listen to that part, it was, uh, she pulled a card for me and it was my, uh, the side note that I like to um, constantly bounce from one thing to another, just because I, <laughs> I like to be entertained and learn, constantly learning and education. Mm. So for the light workers out there, for anybody who wants to do this, you recommend definitely to take classes, correct? Yeah, just, I mean, getting those foundations that we talked about earlier, yeah. that's huge. Before you start like reading other people yeah. or like really, you just, it's just education. And if you feel like you already have that, awesome. And it's more just about deciding, okay, do you want to do this? And it's really about marketing yourself. I'm very, again, very business oriented. So I think a lot of people are also drawn to me about that. Cause I'll dive into my YouTube analytics. I'll talk to people about how much I make. And I really want to help people get to this point because I understand what it's like being in a job that you just don't resonate with anymore, yeah. but absolutely for beginners, learn the basics, understand the foundations. And obviously I have a course on that. If you resonate yeah. with me, it doesn't have to be me. That's okay. But just understanding basic psychic protection is if that's the only thing you take away from listening to me, then I'll be happy. <laughs> oh, I love that. Do you, um, and so when people sign up for your course, does it, is it recorded? Is it live? Is it a little everything? How do you do that? Yeah, it's, it's recorded. Mm -hmm. I, and I do teach some classes in person here in Colorado, but obviously not everyone is in my area. Um, I want to one day actually like teach like big workshops and have people like fly in and have it be like this whole weekend experience, like those big like seminars that you hear about. But um, yeah, they're pre-recorded videos, but I, they're very structured, like how I was given structure. It's homework. It's, um, very outlined, very detailed. I call it the Virgo in me. I'm just very like yeah. process oriented. I love processes. I love putting things in place. Like here's the steps that you take. Um, I feel like a lot of teachers out there can be a little bit vague and just mm-hmm. be like, Oh, you just do it. You just connect to spirit. <laughs> right. And I'm like, no, give me the steps. Um, yeah. You do. Where are the steps? <laughs> Um, and besides that, I encourage people to buy my mentor's um, workbook and her 90 day cards because she's not teaching anymore, but you can still buy her teachings in this card form and this workbook form. And those can basically go along with my courses. You mean Karen Fox's? Yes, Karen Fox. So she I will has... put all of this at the bottom for everybody. Um, yeah. You know what they, the show notes. Um, yeah, these are really neat cards. How many are there? There are 90 cards. So it's 90 days of like switching on your psychic ability. And you could technically just jump straight into this with no prior knowledge. But she 
Um, it was made out of response for some of our students. Some of her students were basically like, I need you to force me to practice every day because I know to grow my psychic ability, I need to practice. And so this was her response. She made these cards and basically you wake up and you pick that card for that day and it's going to give you a different psychic exercise and you can put it in your purse, you know, take it with you, take a photo of it. Um, but it's crazy after how like two weeks of doing it, you're going to notice just um, a difference in your psychic ability. And I think it's because you're just constantly thinking about it. You're constantly setting the intention. Oh, I'm going to engage with this side of myself. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to get better at it. Um, and I've never made it through the full 90 days. I've made it like to 60 days. It's a lot, um, yeah. but they're amazing cards. You have a specific way of automatic writing. How do you do it? I just use my right hand and I sort of, I zone out and I set an intention and sometimes it takes like a couple sentences, even a paragraph to like really feel like it's flowing. Right. Um, but that's, that's the closest I get to channeling because I just hear it and I write it down as fast as I can. And sometimes I just can't keep up with the information that's coming to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I do automatic writing. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Um, Cause I've tried it with the left hand. I'm a righty and it is very difficult. It's huge. It takes up, like, you know, it's just these gigantic letters you can't read. Do you save your writings and refer um, them later just to see what pops up? Yeah, actually. Um, and I have just this like psychic journal. I'll put everything in it. Like, readings I do for myself for other people and I just I have a few now but um I'll, I'll look back like I remember I did my mom asked me to read um she wanted to get a dog and she wasn't going to be able to really pick the dog ahead of time because it was coming from a different state and so she wanted me to read the energy of these three different dogs to see like what would be best and um I remember doing uh, automatic writing on it and kind of describing each dog and she chose dog number two or something like that and I went back to it recently because she got that dog and we compared what I picked up about his personality and it was pretty like spot on <laughs> she's still like, to this day she's like oh yeah Lauren told me Lauren told me you were going to be a jerk so I knew it <laughs> Lauren, do you have tips when someone's going to a psychic medium, what you suggest that they do prior to walking in and sitting with you or another psychic medium? Yeah, I would say um, biggest thing is to come in with like some ideas of like what you want to talk about. Um, because I mean, some people will come in and get a reading from me and they'll just be like, oh, just, you know, you take it wherever you want to take it. And sometimes you, that's totally fine. Um, but sometimes what happens is we're close to the end of our hour together. And then it's like all of a sudden they're like, oh, my gosh, I just thought of all these questions I did want to ask. Um, and then like our time is up. And um, so I would say to think about, you know, and it doesn't have to be specific questions, but like what what do you want guidance on in your life right now? Um, or is there somebody you want to talk to? Um, my second tip would to just um would be to be open. Um, because if you come at a reading and you try to test a psychic or you try to, you know, withhold information to have them prove you right. Um, like I understand why people do that, but what ends up happening is you close off your energy and it, you're basically in some subconscious way saying, no, I don't want you to read me. Um, I want to test you. And 
And then it makes it harder for people to read you. And then you just don't get as accurate information. And I think people don't realize that they unintentionally do that. Now for some fun questions with Psychic Lauren. This is my new one. Camping or glamping? Oh, glamping. Oh, hello. You are my (laughs) kind of girl. (laughs) I am not a camper. Oh, no way. No. No way. I my my family always had the big campers and we had like the toy hauler with you know uh what was it called uh, the ATVs and dirt bikes and we had a full shower so that's my standard. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that sounds really nice. Um let's see s'mores since we're on the camping or the glamping <laughs> s'mores or uh berries. Just a bowl of berries. S'mores. I've got a bad sweet tooth. (laughs) Mm, Yes. And are they burned? Um, Do you like the marshmallows burned or Mm -hmm. just like that nice brown color? Yeah, that nice even brown on all sides, which is like dangerously close to lighting up completely. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's like a big sage. It's it's a marshmallow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, plain popcorn or buttered popcorn? Ooh, buttered. Oh, yeah. Stop. Although I will say, putting plain popcorn with a little bit of rosemary and mm. like uh, Parmesan, that is oh. a good combo. Oh, I haven't tried that. <laughs> that. That's a new one. Do you it's do healthy. That? It is healthier. <laughs> it, that sounds pretty. So, the rosemary, do you chop it up in little teeny because it's hard? rosemary yeah it comes like I buy this thing and it comes like in a packet you basically would have to like grind it up really tiny or else it might be a little overwhelming people oh my gosh psychic Lauren is not right on (laughs) my (laughs) corn is big big, (laughs) you know hard bites nasty (laughs) oh Oh my gosh um okay um sage or palo santo I probably shouldn't do that, but it just popped in my head. I think sage. Palo Santo is almost a little too much for me sometimes, the smell Mm. of it. Mm, Yeah. It is strong for sure. Yeah. Um, A warm swimming pool or a tropical, uh, like the Bahamas water? Oh, Bahamas water. Where would you rather be in? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bahamas. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm a big traveler, and actually, my father-in-law runs a travel YouTube channel, um, and so hoping to kind of collaborate with him in the future and do some swimming and and travel the world with him. <laughs> I love that you could be the the you know YouTube family traveling with his show. Oh, I know. We were making a joke last night because now my husband is starting a YouTube channel. We, I mean, we do all these videos. We've done all sorts of things for other clients and stuff, but YouTube is one of our stronger suits. And so now my husband's starting one and we're joking that we're just going to be a YouTube family. <laughs> I know. Just every license plate will have YouTube one, YouTube two, YouTube three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. Uh, let's see. Um, how about um, Sprite or Coke? Ooh, I think Coke. I used to be Sprite as a kid, but Coke as an adult is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, let's see. How about since you're a big traveler, would you prefer to go to, um, oh gosh, let's see, Ireland or <laughs> Italy? Oh, sorry. I know that's. <laughs> <laughs> you're sorry. I, I that's a good question because I've already been to Ireland and I want to go back. I love yeah. the energy of Ireland so much, so much. So um, it's so sweet. Uh, and I even went to Stonegrange, which is like their version of Stonehenge. Oh, I feel like I'm getting the name wrong, but it was the most like magical spiritual place I've ever been to. Um, but Italy, I would choose because I haven't been. And I'm actually, my family is from Italy. So my maiden name, uh, Guerreri, is an Italian name. And my brother spent a whole semester there vacationing. And every time he would see our name anywhere, he would send us photos and I feel a very strong connection to Italy just because of family roots, but yeah. I'll say Italy. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true. Um, so, okay, so we're uh, for some reason I've got food in my head now. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> pasta or gnocchi? <laughs> Since we're or what? Table. Pasta or gnocchi? Do you know what that is? No, I don't oh. know what that is. It's a tiny potato dumpling, and they often serve it with. Um, oh, oh! Like, I say it, it the know. wrong. I say it like ganache, <laughs> like oh. it's with the G, right? I think, yeah, I, it's but wrong. I think, yeah, you drop that and you just go gnocchi. Oh, okay. Now I know. Yeah. Ooh, I would say then, yeah, gnocchi, is yes. that right? Yes, gnocchi. I've That's had it before. Like. It's really good. It's really good. Um, do you like summer or winter? Ooh, winter. Mm. I am somebody who loves the cold. Ooh. hate the heat <laughs> right. that's why i'm in colorado i love our snow <laughs> oh yeah it's nice it's cold there though uh yeah during the yeah. during the winter and the fall for sure right yeah. now it is so hot we've just been having heat wave after heat wave and we're actually getting some of your california wildfire right now so our air is smoky it's been hard to breathe but <laughs> really bad oh, yeah i know that's so scary um Okay, and Halloween or, let's pick another one, Halloween or Easter? Oh, Halloween for sure. Halloween is like one of my busiest times of the year. As like a psychic, all sorts of parties. It's like my favorite time of year. (laughs) I bet that's super fun. And um, so do you like uh, skiing or snowboarding? Ooh, neither I and I know as a Colorado person I'm supposed to I know right yeah I went to ski school I just it's not for me it's not for me no what do you do in the snow do you just enjoy how pretty it is or do you what do you do trying to think (laughs) if if I do go up like my dad used to have a place up in Breckenridge here in Colorado and I prefer like snow tubing or just like going to a bar and watching the skiers yeah (laughs) that's that's my kind of vibe or like sitting at the hot tub with like in a snow resort that's what I do (laughs) oh I love that yeah that that sounds good next to the fire um okay and a thriller or comedy Ooh, ooh, that's a good question as a filmmaker like I'll get way too into it but you know I'll say thriller normally I would say comedy but I'm not too happy with comedies lately I feel like they're very (laughs) half-assed yeah yeah I agree with that who's your favorite like 
there's a I can't remember the name of it. There's a funny podcast with Jason Bateman and uh, Will. I think it's Will Ferrell. Couple of them. Who is your favorite? Since you like comedy, normally, do you have a person that you just think is top notch, living or or dead? You know, Lucille Ball. Um, gosh, there's so many of them. Yeah, I don't have the best taste in this, so I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, boo, Lauren, no." <laughs> but <laughs> I think out of the people that are currently around, I mm-hmm. think kevin hart and you know eddie murphy both of them are just hilarious (laughs) hilarious you know i flew eddie uh murphy before and he did he's he was funny talking about he brought the he had these two maltese dogs and his kids and really and the dog he was he told me he was so funny we had like these moments you know i'd have them with these people and just like he, me and him and talking in the galley and how his dogs, he couldn't stand because they peed on the floor, his floor. <laughs> but he, and would chew on his shoes. Yeah. Oh my I just, goodness. You know, but he had to keep them because the kids loved them. And it was just so funny. How he did not appreciate that at all. And I'm just, trying to see these two little Maltese's torturing Eddie Murphy at his house. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so cool that you got to meet him. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And actually, one time I flew, no, a few times I flew Robin Williams. And <gasps> Robin, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. One time we flew into Canada. I, I take people a lot of times to go shoot over there. And I think it was Canada. And for some reason, we had the longest taxi. And he did a full stand up comedy routine. It was no joke, like 15, oh, 20 minutes. My his manager, me, he was talking so loud and being so hysterical. The, the pilots, you could see them crying. They were wiping <laughs> tears away from their face because I could see, like, you know, the center. And you could just see him just laughing so hard and crying. It was just. Oh, my goodness. It was so funny. Like, where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Am I being kidnapped? That is so, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of that interaction. He oh. has always been like one of my favorite, um, I guess probably, yeah, I mean, I guess he's a comedian, but yeah. some of my favorite movies are Robin Williams movies. Oh, oh that is so cool. So funny. <laughs> I know. He's just, you know, was legendary and, and very, you know, very real, um, that, that skill. Do you see that skill? Like when you're doing readings for people? that you know you can see maybe they're not they're in a corporate job let's just say but you see that they should be doing something else and what their real calling is oh yeah I mean that happens a lot of the times um and I mean I'm even thinking of somebody I had last week that before I even picked up the phone it was like this person needs to be doing this work and I got it so strongly and Mm. I it was funny because when I answered I like I never look into people before I do my readings and then I jump on this reading and it's this younger kid who's learning and still in school and has this like little bit of an interest in it and I presented the information to him and he was like oh my gosh I feel that same way but I felt crazy Um, and I love I love those moments Um, not everyone though I think a lot of people too it's what I pick up is sometimes a reflection of where they're at in their life and if they're wishy-washy and they're unsure of themselves sometimes I get that same unsure energy it's like so many possibilities but right and so you just deliver it that way, your message that, you know, you're kind of, um, you're thinking about a lot of different things, not sure where to land. 
And yeah, then, exactly. Yeah. And then um, I got, I, I meant to ask you this with people's readings. Do you notice, I mean, it's not set in stone, like you're going to be doing this. It, it Things can change, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's something, you know, and I forgot to mention before I start a reading, I give people this long spiel of like, look, you have free will. I can be wrong. That's something I say a lot because a lot of people will sometimes trust psychics words like God and yeah. they'll change how they behave because of what a psychic told them and I really want them to understand that this is a skill and I can screw up that skill you know I could connect wrong I could I could do a bunch of things and just not be connected to your energy um so take what resonates for you but um that's something that I always like preface my readings with because I just want to set like realistic expectations I guess yeah yeah that you're not you know god and you're not saying this is definitely gonna happen it just that they, you know they do have free will and for suggestions for clients you know in the future who want to hire you do you have any tips for them this one would be to come in with questions because sometimes what I find is some people will set up a reading and it, it's totally okay if you do this and they'll just be like I don't know you you just let whatever comes to you and and then what I find is I'll be like okay and I'll gotta follow Lauren she is um she's got a ton of great video out there and um tips and she is all over the place you can find her on YouTube uh Instagram TikTok Twitter correct yes yep is there any other place that I'm missing right now um facebook and i also i sort of have a podcast i'm gonna give it more love one day but it's there i, I try to make it so that you know you find your preferred method of social media and hopefully you'll find me there <laughs> yeah it's you know i think it, it, find is the um so she is under the umbrella of psychic lauren on all these channels except for your podcast which is the transferred videos, right? Most of them. Yes. Um, basically, I mean, if you, um, if you're not super into the podcast, basically what I do is, um, put re-upload my videos over there. Um, I do want to do like interviews like this, or maybe even just me chatting on my podcast, but until I can give it more time, it's just going to be re-uploaded videos. So you might as well just go watch them on YouTube is sort of <laughs> what I'm telling people right now. Yeah. Well, and I'll put everything at the note, uh, show notes, but it's Psychic Lauren for everything. And then your website, um, they can hire you as well, reach out to you there, which is also psychiclauren.com. Yep. Correct. Yeah. And, um, and you've got to follow her, join her lives and, and see what she's all about. She's got, she's a wealth of information and you can get a reading too. And it's just been super fun chatting with you <laughs> and all our technology issues. Uh, this yeah. take, we kept dropping for some reason, the lines would like it click spirits were jumping in there going, stop. <laughs> <laughs> probably playing with us because I've never had that happen and it was funny during the reading in the beginning I year with not reading when we were chatting my ears were going off and my ears do that when there's an angel or or spirit energy around um the mm -hmm. person that I'm sitting with they both of them are like you know it's very interesting and fun to observe 
I love that. So you're, you're definitely divinely protected and guided and, and you're a gift. So uh, thank you. Well, and thank you so much for having me. I had a blast talking with you and um, yeah, I'm going to definitely share this with some of my followers too. So if my followers are here, also subscribe check out all of Aaron's stuff as well <laughs> yeah oh we, I love this and it's it's been really fun and have a magical rest of your day and um and that cute little boy who's been so patient I'm sure maybe not he's with dad and I'm sure dad's really fun yeah yeah he's doing a good job <laughs> <laughs> oh well I'll talk to you soon Lauren thank you very very much thank you Aaron you have a great day bye bye Thank you.